0: Inside sources.
1: Inside sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community on KSL News Radio, one hundred two point seven FM and eleven sixty AM. AM. Well, Inside Sources today has just been a string of extraordinary executives and leaders from across the spectrum of the tech sector uh, to the entrepreneurial space, uh, but all about this idea of learning, connecting, and serving. And uh, really thrilled to have joining us back on the program. It's been just a little while. Davis Smith, of course, who founded Cotopaxi, uh, which is a mission-driven organization itself that is uh, an amazing story. And we're getting to these principles of, of how do we make a difference? How do we sustain the excellence? How do we add value to others? And, Davis, I know one of the things that you did just in the, within the summit alone is working with Silicon Slopes to make sure that uh, some refugees, some immigrants that have come in could also be part of this group great event.
0: Oh yeah, I mean this is one of the greatest events of the year in Utah. And increasingly I've just felt like you know what we value so much, we value diversity in our state and we have so much diversity of people from different parts of the world including refugees and new immigrants that oftentimes are starting from zero and I just felt you know what we want them here and uh if we want the best for our state We want them to participate in what we're doing, and we want to open doors for them. And so um, I reached out to the Silicon Slopes team and proposed a couple ideas of what we might do, and they were 100% in, and so we teamed up to basically give free access to... Uh, refugees and new Americans as they, you know, if they want to come and join. So we had a, a pretty large group of people that applied and we gave them all tickets. And uh, I'm ne- tomorrow I'm actually holding a, a VIP mixer event where we're having a bunch of the tech community ah. here that's inter- engaging with them and interacting. And a few weeks from now, I'm going to hold a, a boot camp, an entrepreneur boot camp for them as well at the Silicon Slopes office.
1: Wow. That is uh that is America at its finest. That is the Utah model at its finest. Uh, and it is this whole idea of America. We've been talking about it in terms of that access, that it is, uh, it's It's not often that it's really about the access to money. It's the access to people. Yeah. Uh, and those connections are so vital.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I look at, uh, you know, th- I've built a few different businesses before. And every time it gets a little bit easier because my network's bigger. Yeah. I know more people. I have more, more mentors. I'm learning from people. When you're When you are new to the country and maybe even even English is your second language you you have some real challenges and yeah. so opening up these doors and welcoming them and helping them feel like they're part of our community is I think really important uh, so important. And, it, and it bridges the gap and and fills in a lot of those
1: cracks where Uh, often you do have these, whether it's a refugee or a a new citizen in the country, uh, and they may have brought great skills uh, from their homeland, uh, but they may not be able to apply because they don't have that connection or they don't quite know how to navigate the system in terms of starting a business or or getting that next level education. Uh, Tell us about how we can think maybe a little differently about that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of times we assume that refugees or immigrants – maybe lack education or something. But to your point, they, a lot of them don't. I mean, yeah. I I was up at the University of Utah. This is a couple of years ago, speaking at an event. They had um, some food that was being served. And the man behind the counter serving the food, uh, he had a name tag on, Jose. And I was like, hey, Jose. And I grew up in Latin America. I actually yeah. moved there when I was four. And so uh, uh, my parents are Canadian and American. So I'm like, I don't look Latin <laughs> at all. But uh, I spent so much of my life there. And I started talking to him. And he was telling me how grateful he was to to be back on a campus, and I said, well, wh- what do you mean? Did you used to work at, and he's from Venezuela, and he said, yeah, I was a law professor wow. in Venezuela, and now he's serving our food, wow. and so these are people that come from so many varied backgrounds. They're so talented. You look at amazing companies like like Chobani, the, the yeah. yoga company, multi-billion-dollar company started by an immigrant. Yeah. Uh, over 50% of the unicorns, the, the billion-dollar companies in, 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 in the United States, have an have an immigrant co-founder yeah so we need them part of our community and we know that as businesses we have the best outcomes when we have diverse teams there's yeah. all sorts of data that says this so let's build more diverse teams and let's welcome these people to be part of our community
1: oh i love that and it and especially as we look at uh, refugees coming in uh so often from a from a government standpoint, uh, they get looked at more as a, a liability to be managed uh, as opposed to what our entrepreneurs do and look at them as a, an asset to be developed and a unique gifts that they bring that can bring that diversity and, and success to an organization.
0: Absolutely. The other interesting thing, Boyd, is that the uh, refugees actually take uh, five years after they've arrived they take welfare at a lower rate than native-born Americans yeah. and they start businesses at a rate like two or I can't remember the exact numbers I think it's two or three two times Two or three times the yeah. rate of a native-born American because they they're come here they're so scrappy they're risk takers and so they're That's willing right. to go try new things and so man they're such a great asset to our state
1: yeah and they're and they're such a great model uh, that scrappiness is is one thing that I just love and it's one of the things we feel here at Silicon Slopes today there are some scrappy folks in the building oh yeah uh, that are, are making things happen and and whether it's a, a new immigrant or, or a refugee coming to the country, or whether it's someone who's maybe just been kind of stagnant uh, or maybe during the course of the pandemic has kind of settled and kind of gone to that comfort zone of mediocrity. Uh, I know tomorrow you're going to be on the stage talking about the future of work and how do we actually engage and uh, really get people thriving, whether it's a remote, hybrid, uh, whatever it might be.
0: Yeah, you know, this is really fun. I'm excited about this panel tomorrow. So we've got, we've got some great people. We had a roundtable. You just had Jonathan Johnson on. Yeah. And we were at Overstock a few weeks ago with a roundtable of CEOs, and we talked about the future of work. And it was amazing because there were perspectives from every angle. Like uh, at Cotopaxi, I was the biggest believer in being in the office before the pandemic. I, I never had worked at home, not once. I discouraged people from working home. If they joined our team, they had to move to Utah. And then when the pandemic began, I realized this works. And actually, there's some incredible advantages to this. And I... Into just individually, I have to say, like, I was a better dad and I was a better partner. I was like out doing the dishes in between a break. I was like helping change a diaper and help potty train (laughs) my little boy. And it was like, I loved it. And it was like, you know what? I'm never going back. I'm not going to go back to the way it was. And I found I was more focused. And um, we started building a team of more diverse people from all over the country and uh, so this was the perspective I have. You know, we, we just embraced remote work. We, yeah. Now, we're 100% remote. Wow. We still have our office. Some people show up sure. every day. Um, but uh, we are remote first. Then we had, like, Joseph uh, from the founder of Neighbor, and uh, they're the exact opposite. They, they never left the office, and he's like... Now, everyone has to move to Utah if they get hired just like like we used to do, and you know what it works for him too, uh, and there are people that want that that, yeah. th- that are desperate to go into the office every day and so i don 't think there's one right way yeah. uh, I, I think there's there's Every business is different. Every uh, the business's needs are different. Their culture is different, and so we're going to have a great discussion with the two of us and Jeremy Anders from Traeger, who's kind of somewhere in the middle, and then Sid Tetro She's uh, you know CEO of Brandless, an amazing leader, and she has a really unique perspective about how this impacts women and minorities and others. And so uh,
1: it should be a really fun discussion. Uh, That'll be great. And Sid's my neighbor. Well, we had her on a little earlier in the in the program. Uh, It doesn't surprise me. Sid is awesome uh, and great discussion. Before I before I let you go, uh, Davis, just give a, a quick update. I, Cotopaxi to me has always been this epitome of, of mission-driven, uh, of not just making a dollar, but really making a difference. Just give us a, a quick update in terms of some of the lives you're touching and, and oh, changing, to. not just through great products, mm-hmm. uh, but, a, but a great culture and organization. Yeah,
0: no, I'd love to. Uh, thank you for asking. I, I, I'm just I'm so, as passionate as I am about the outdoors and adventure, <laughs> and uh, you know, I, I'm more passionate about impact. Yeah. And uh, last year, we helped almost 1.3 million people living in poverty wow. uh, through our business. So we're a, we're a B Corp. We use our yeah. profits to support poverty alleviation. I'm a believer that we can eradicate poverty in our lifetimes, and uh, I want to be part of that movement. And yeah. uh, a lot of the work that I do is not just within Kotopaxi. It's really kind of one of the commitments I made from the day one of the business was I was going to lift my head up and do whatever I could to inspire other people to join us. And yeah. so. I love talking to other business leaders about impact and helping them think about how they might inject impact into their daily work um, but i 'm just so proud to be part of a, a business that 's making a difference in the world. We can do capitalism better yeah uh, you know capitalism' is amazing i 'm the world 's biggest capitalist, and we can do it a lot better than we and have better. and we will
1: yeah, fantastic uh, that is a, a thought for the day that 's a think again moment for the day uh, capitalism does work it 's lifted millions out of poverty over the years and we can do it better. We can. And the impact can be greater. Uh, David Smith from Cotopaxi. We're broadcasting live uh, all day today here for Inside Sources from the Silicon Slope Summit. This is elevated thinking. This is high-impact thinking. We'll take one last commercial break. Come back with some final thoughts. Stick around. We'll be right back. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport.
0: <laughs> There's desperation and anguish.